Yeah, that was great. That's one of my favorite songs. I've got a lot of favorite songs, but that's one of them. I love that. All right, we're headed into about started with Christmas this week. And you say, well, why would you start with Christmas? Because it seems like as I head into Christmas, it's done and gone before we even hardly get to talk about it. But I didn't want to go and not say anything about uh, as we're headed into Thanksgiving. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about Thanksgiving this morning, what it is to be thankful and how we're supposed to live. And I think I told Cindy that the, the, uh, the name was satisfied or thankful. I don't remember what she wrote, but uh, something like that. And I think sometimes we, we just like what God gives us, but we're not very thankful for it. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that this morning. So let's all stand in honor of God's word and read together this morning. We're in chapter 17 of Luke, and we're going to begin reading with verse 11. Let's read together. This is my Bible, the living word of God. I am what it says I am. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. This word is the truth. It never changes and can never be destroyed. Right now, my mind is alert. My heart is open. I'm about to receive a life-changing experience, and I will never be the same in Jesus' name. Let's begin reading with verse 11. Now, on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at, the dis- at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Let's pray. Father, this morning, I pray that we would truly live thankful. Thankful for all that you've done for us, Father. And I pray that uh, today that we would just uh, listen to what your word says. And Father, help us to, to look inward unto how we respond to all the blessings that you give us. And we ask these things today in Jesus' name. Amen. This is a wonderful time of the year, and I know that you know that I love Thanksgiving time. I, I love everything about it. I love the day. Uh, I love uh, just having the family in and doing all those things. And it's interesting, though, that we have to have a national holiday to remind us to be thankful. You would think that with all that we have and, and, and as we look around the world and the things that are going on in the world today, and, and we've seen it just in the last two or three days, you would think that with all the freedom and with all the wonderful things that we have, that, that it would be easy for us to be thankful that we'd just be able to look around us and, and look at the things that some other people have to go through, and it would be easy for us to live life thankful. But the truth is, sometimes we need a day to stop and remind us. And God was really good about this. He would always have days set aside in the, in the calendar year for the Jews, and there would be days where they were to be reminded. And, and I got to tell you, if, if we didn't get off work, it would be hard for us to even to remember that. We remember Thanksgiving because 
It's a day off and most people don't work on that day. We just had Veterans Day and, and you remember it when you go to the bank, but if we, if we had a complete day off, we might remember the veterans a little bit more if we had a complete day off. Do we have any veterans here today? I want you guys to stand. We want to recognize our veterans today. I don't know if you all saw, but Brother Brad Turner is here with us this morning. Brad is a great, yeah, we're glad Brad's here. Brad is a great, yeah, great part of our church for about 15 years, and him and Dot uh, moved back to uh, Indiana, and since then, Dot has passed away, and uh, Brad came back and has been visiting with us the last two or three days, and it is great to see Brad. So if you are a friend of Brad, make sure that you get a hold of him uh, before you leave today, and we are so glad that he is with us. But if we don't have a day off, it's hard for us to remember, and we need things to remind us. It's hard for us to stop because we just keep going and going and going, and, and so we have to have a holiday and, and the holiday is even called Thanksgiving so that we will remember it. I'm going to put this down because I'm afraid I'm going to run into it. We have this holiday that's, that reminds us that it's Thanksgiving, but even though we have a holiday that, that reminds us to be thankful, we have a way of making it about us, don't we? Because what do we do on Thanksgiving? If, if, if your house is anything like our house, we make all of our own favorite foods on Thanksgiving. And Cindy will go around to all the kids. And, and I mean, lots of this stuff is not made but once a year. And she'll say, what do you want? And there's certain things that each one of them like. Luke loves this cherry cheesecake mess that Cindy makes. And it is just yummy goodness. And she makes it once a year. And Luke eats nearly the whole thing. And now that he's diabetic, he's probably going to die this year. But... <laughs> No, he'll have to watch himself. But he loves that kind of stuff. And Linda will always say, well, what do you want? And, and it c- turns into this mess of stuff that there's no way you can possibly eat it, but I do my very best. As you can tell, I mean, you don't get this way by, I mean, I'm trying to make others happy. I don't, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I have to eat it all. But it turns in about us, and then we want to watch the football games that we want to watch. And then we all, and I know I tell this every year, but then we all get the, you know, we get the paper and we all look through the sales catalogs because the Black Friday's coming so we can buy gifts for us. And somehow or another, this day that was set aside for us to be thinking about God and be thinking and being thankful for all that God has done for us becomes a day when we stuff ourselves and we do take part of in entertainment that we enjoy. And then we go and we look at sales catalogs at stuff that we can buy for ourselves and others. And all of a sudden, Thanksgiving, if you're not careful, I mean, we have to fight this in our own house. I know none of you do it, but we have to fight it in our own house. Thanksgiving becomes another day that's all about me. You know, like that old praise song, thank God for me. You know, it's like that. And it's, it's not an old praise song, but that's a, no, it's, it's, oh, no, it's, it's all about me, Jesus, 
all about me. And that's what, that's what the, the, the thanksgiving becomes sometimes. And so uh, if we're not careful, so, uh, and that's just the way a society is. Our speaker down there at uh, Encounter this weekend was talking about that, that this generation, because of the electronics and because of social media, has become this, uh, and it's, and I don't know if it's even their fault because it is just so pressing on them. We want to be liked. We want to have people look at our stuff and say, do you like this? And that's just where we're at. And it becomes all about us. And as long as we get what we want, we're happy or we think we will be. But the trouble is when we get what we want, there's always something else. And this story starts with Jesus walking into a village and in Jesus' day, if you were a leper, the lepers were usually outside of the village. They were, they were dealt with by keeping them away from the general population. And if you had leprosy, you had to live outside the village. And you had to leave your family. And it's interesting that if you were diagnosed with leprosy, in one day, everything changed. In one day, you were never going to touch, if you were a man, you were never going to touch your wife again. You were never going to hold your kids again. You were never going to have the same job probably that you had before. You would be taken off and, and there would be stuff that you would do within the leper colony, but you would be completely separated. And everything you knew in one moment is different. And you would start beginning to, I, I looked up on the internet and saw pictures and, and lots of times the fingers will come off at the joint and the toes will come off and, and, and there will be facial disfiguration and people wouldn't want to be around you anymore. And there's, I, I was talking to the little boys on Tuesday and, and I said, how many of you like a good night kiss from, how many of you get a good night kiss from your mom? And every one of them raised their hand. And I said, how many of you like it? And I thought maybe they'd be like, eh. every one of them, yeah, we love our mom to kiss us, you know? And I was like, great. No more goodnight kisses from mom. No more touching your family. You know how much you touch your family? You ever think about that? How often you just grab them and pull them in close and mess with them and nothing. Everything would be from a distance now. And that is their life. And there's no contact and, and, and things like that. And, and so... In this story, all these guys, these 10 lepers, they each recognized some things, okay? And we're going to talk about it. 10 of them recognized that they had a problem. 10 of them realized, hey, I've got leprosy. It was no, it was no uh, you know, they, they knew that. They understood that. They understand that they had no hope. They understood that it was an incurable disease. They understood that it was hopeless. They understood that my life now is going to be separated from my family. It's going to be separated. If you had a position in town, your position is gone. If you had any power, immediately that is gone because you are separated from the general population. And so they realized, all 10 of them recognized that they had a problem, and they recognized that their problem was incurable. They had an incurable, an unsolvable problem. And before you have to get help, you have to realize that you have a problem, and they realized that. All 10 of them realized that. So 10 of them realized they had a problem. 10 of them realized that Jesus might be some help to them. 
because they probably heard stories of people coming through town and saying, there's a guy and he, he has touched other people and he's done this and he's done that. And so, and so they, uh, they have heard this and they realize that maybe this is the only hope that they have. And all 10 of them recognize that. Because the word says that when they see him and they, and they had to cry out to him afar off because they weren't allowed to get close to him. They couldn't run up to Jesus and say, hey, can you heal me of leprosy? They couldn't touch him. Everything was far away. And it says that he didn't touch him or anything. It just, all this takes place probably from here to the, to the door over there. And they're like, hey, have mercy on us. Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And he goes, go and be cleansed. Go to the temple and have him look at you. Go to the priest and have him say that you're clean. And, and it's, no, it's no, hey, you know, guys, I'm glad. No praying together or anything like that. He just says, go and be cleansed. Go and be checked and make sure that you're going to be clean. And so they, they, uh, uh, they realize that maybe Jesus could help. And I think sometimes we think that uh, different things are going to be help in our life. And we don't recognize that Jesus is our help. Have you ever been around your kids and they were like, if I just had this, then that'd be the last thing I ever needed. If I just had this, they'll be in like second grade. If I just had this, mom, if I just had these pair of shoes, I could run faster than anybody. No, you can't because you're slow. That's what my dad told me because it was true. But if, you know, we're in there, if I just had this, and, and, and the bad thing about it is it's the same way as we get older. If I just had a little more, if I just had this job, or if I just had this, or if I just had this house, or if I just had this car, or, and, we, and we think that if we just had one more thing, or as grown-ups sometimes we use alcohol or things like that, to, to we think that this would cure our problem. Well, these guys did go to the right problem. I mean, to the right cure. At least these guys were going to the right place. Sometimes we get it wrong, but they realized that Jesus might be help. 10 of these guys recognized that they needed to act in faith. I don't know if they recognized it, but they did act in faith. 10 guys recognized they should act in faith. They did what Jesus said. He told them to go show themselves to the priest they were keeping Levitical law when they did this. And, and so they moved forward in faith. And I don't know whether if they, I, I imagine they probably thought Jesus would touch them or do something. And, and I don't know if they were some of them that had faith and some of them didn't have faith. But the word says they all moved. They all moved forward. And faith is always an action. I think it's, in, I think it's interesting that Jesus sends them unclean. He, they're, they're not cleansed when he sends them to the priest. Normally in a situation like this, if you had a skin, something going on with your skin, they said in, in the Levitical law, it says to go and do this and that. If it heals up, then you go to the priest to be claimed, to be said that you are clean. And so these guys would never go with leprosy on them to the priest to be looked at to see if they could get a certificate of being clean. They would never do it. They would wait. And sometimes they said that, as I was reading about this, they said sometimes people would get things that look like leprosy. It wasn't leprosy. It would heal up and they would go and they would be proclaimed clean. But you would never go unclean to the priest. But Jesus sends them 
unclean to the priest. You ever notice that sometimes people think that, well, I'm not going to, I'm going to wait till I clean myself up and then I'll come to church. Have you ever heard anybody say that? Well, I'm going to wait till I quit this or that, and then I'm going to come and, and, and come to church and be part of, of what happens at church. But, but, but before I do that, I'm going to, Jesus says to come and be cleansed just like you are. Jesus says he sends them to the priest unclean. It is in the act of believing that somehow Jesus can help you that you are cleansed. It's in the, it, when we have sin, we have the same problem that these guys had. We have an incurable thing and we have to come to him and we have to come to him believing that when we repent that he saves us and it is an act of faith. We step out. We're unclean. And he calls us and we step out still unclean. And then we repent and it's in the process of the moving towards him that we are cleansed. But we are never cleansed standing still. It's always a movement of faith. We cannot stay in sin and be cleansed from sin. You can't stay in the mud hole and get clean. You got to crawl out. And he says, move, leave, leave where you are and come. And that's what he calls us to. Faith is always a movement. It's always a movement. You can't stay where you are and have faith. So while they're unclean, they move. And uh, I'm sure they were thinking, what in the world is this going to do? How, how, how is this going to work? I don't know, but we're going to do it. So... He says to leave. And you can't go to the priest and stay where you are. So it was an act of faith. And we have, you know, and, and we talked about this, and we have the same thing with we have to move. And it was after they started moving that the healing came. And they recognized that as they were moving, that they were healed. And so the first thing they recognized, they recognized, 10 of them recognized they had a problem. 10 recognized that Jesus was someone who could help. 10 acted in faith. 10 of them recognized they were healed. I would have loved to have seen what happened on the walk that they were taking. Because some of them probably, I mean, they said the first things that usually go are the toes and the fingers. And they're walking and probably, I don't know if you, have you ever walked, maybe some of you have had toes removed, but they say it's nearly impossible to walk without your big toe. So, and I saw pictures on, on the internet and, and people, all their toes were gone and they just had little, so they're walking and their fingers are gone and they're walking all of a sudden, I've got toes. You know, back a few steps ago, I didn't have any toes. High five. <laughs> I, got, I had three yesterday, and I've got five. And they all like, I got feet too. I got fingers. Your face. No, don't talk about my face. I know my face looks bad. No, I'm serious. Your face looks great. That, that big, well, we don't want to talk about it, but you look... Can you imagine what happened on the road? And they're all looking at themselves and they're, and they're we're clean. We're, I'm going to get, 
I'm going to get to go back to my family. I'm going to get to go back to my job. I'm going to, it's, it's over. The nightmare is over and they're all excited and nine of them run off. And, and who can blame them? I mean, who can blame them? I mean, can you imagine that afternoon? Open the door. Mommy, it's daddy. Honey, I'm clean. The priest says I'm clean. Can you imagine the celebration in people's homes? And who, you know, when something good happens to us, we immediately want to run and, and go tell somebody else. And, and 10 of these guys recognized they were cured. But if you read this in the Amplified Bible, it doesn't say this in the NIV, but it says that one of them comes back. And he says, one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God. And the word says, recognizing God. It says, there's two or three different words in there, and one of them is that he recognized God in it. The other ones recognized they were clean. The others recognized that their life was changed. The others recognized that, that things were going to be different. The others recognized that, that now I'm going to be able to be with my family. The others recognized I'm going to be able to go back to work. But only one of them recognized that it came from God. And isn't that the way we are sometimes? Sometimes God just pours stuff on us and we just take it and we don't recognize who it comes from. We don't recognize him. We're kind of like the, the nine and, 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 you know, in our minds we think, well, they I'm sure they deserve to be healed. We didn't, you know, we always ask, well, you know, who deserves this and who deserves that? And, you know, and we always think, well, nobody deserved this and, and we're all happy for them. And I think they probably think, you know, I have suffered enough in my life. I deserve this. Do you know what we deserve? I mean, let's just be honest. You know what we deserve? Hell is what we all deserve. And yet every day God gives us another day on this earth. And, and I got to thinking about all the things that, that, uh, that, we, that God gives us and, and, we, and, we, uh, uh, and we never recognize what he gives. If you have any health at all, it's been given to you by God. I just sucked in another breath. I think he provided me air. We have food, and, and he gives you a talent and ability to, to earn a living and, and gives you opportunity. He gives you friends and family that you know. He gives you shelter. He gives us freedom. In this country, we have freedom. We talked about the vets this morning. Do you know that's not free? Some other family this morning is mourning because they lost a son or a daughter, providing your freedom. We should be thankful for that. And we're just like, you know, you ever have a little kid, you give them something, they just run off and enjoy it and never say thank you. The nine took and were happy and they ran off. And they wrecked, but only one of them recognized it was from God. Think about your life this morning. 
Do you recognize God as the source of your life? Do you recognize that Jesus is the Savior who can save you from the incurable problem of sin? And I think sometimes we, we repent and the Lord comes and save us and we take that for granted. We're not grateful. We take it and we think, oh, I'm saved and I'm going to go to heaven and, and yay, thank you for the gift. But we never recognize him as God. The word says here that Jesus was, that this guy recognized Jesus as God. Not just the one who can give me stuff, but recognized him as God. And, and you can see it here, and, and it says so in here. He says, he says, came back praising God. He recognized that everything he had that day that had been changed had come from God. Are you living thankful today? You ever sit down and think about all the things? If, if you sit down and pray and start really thinking about the little things that God gives us, it's a lot. It's a lot. And we have set aside a day here in a, in a week or so that's a time of being grateful. And God calls us to live grateful. How do you live grateful? You, you serve others. If God has blessed you, then how do you, how do you show that you serve others? And we're going to have opportunities here in the church where you can serve others. We've got, we've got stuff to do this afternoon. You say, well, pastor, I've got stuff to do this afternoon too. Yeah, I understand. But it might be that one of those pamphlets that you hand to somebody or that you hang on a door, somebody says, you know, hey, I, we need a turkey. Or, hey, we need a car. And they come to get a physical need met like we talked about last week. But they have a spiritual need met that changes them forever and can literally change a household and the direction that a family goes for a lifetime. Do you understand that? When we are blessed with so much that God has blessed us with, the only response that is worthy of him is to recognize him and to live that way to others around us. I pray that you are doing that in your life. Are you living thankful this morning? Are you living it out? I pray that you are. Let's stand today. I want to pray for you this morning and then we're going to meet right here, right after church. As soon as we're dismissed, I want you to come. If you can come and help us as we, uh, this is going to give you an opportunity to live thankful this afternoon. And I understand not everybody can do this. I understand that. But if you can, if you can, help us out this today if you could, or this week. Maybe there's a day this week when you could do that. And just let the Lord lead you. Or maybe you can help with other places in parking or greeting or whatever. Uh, and there's places to sign up and help you to live thankful. Let's pray. Father, we love you this morning. We thank you for your word. Help us to recognize that it is God who provides every single thing that we have, including 
the spark of life that even makes us move or know anything. All things come from you. Father, help us to live like that. Help us not to live like we deserve everything that we get and that that, uh, we're so wonderful and, and that God owes us. He owes us nothing. Father, help us to live thankful. And help us over the next few weeks as we seek to Uh, Be your hands and feet in in our community. I pray that you would uh, speak through us. Help us to know when to speak and know when to be quiet. Help us to use the resources you've given us to be a blessing to others and meet their physical needs. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to say this blessing for you. Let's all read this together. Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, and that your hand would be on me, and that you would keep me from evil. Amen. May the Lord bless you. You are dismissed.